Hi, Film Gods, episode 93. Wow, so close to the 100. I've got some amazing episodes that I've recorded that I've held back and that are going to be dropping over the next few months. Um, Today's episode is with a past guest who is episode number three. And that feels like such a long time ago. Um, There's a fantastic man called Ollie Murray who's been doing amazing things in the feature documentary world. And I'm using this platform because I just wonder, he's got this amazing, amazing doc that's just had a a, a fantastic run in the Everyman Theatre in the UK. And it's being shown live this Sunday on BBC4 at nine o'clock. It's called Ronnie's. It's about Ronnie Scott's. And we talk about the industry and how the year has been and what's gone on some great little tips and information for the next generation of kind of feature film documentary filmmaker um and and just his experiences of of how he finds it and and obviously ronnie scott's is such an integral part of london and we talk about you know the arts and culture and and what we've gone through these last few months and you know lockdown two is here it's still going to be working just everyone be mindful of each other. We're going to get through this. It's all going to be great. Big love. Speak soon. Bye. Let's get started. All right. So, film gods, I can't believe the year that we've had, that we are having. Um, I've got a man on who is a single digit film god. Episode number three. Episode number three. And we dropped it back in March. And now it's episode 93. And the things that we were talking about offline and off the record back then in March um, have dropped for him this year. And we're going to talk quickly about that and that process. Um, and it's, a, it's, a, it's about a fantastic feature documentary called Ronnie's that's dropping on BBC this Sunday, the 15th at nine o'clock, BBC Four. Um, right. And so, Mr. Murray... Hello. On episode three and ninety-three. You this cut that on a, a on a phonograph, didn't you? Back in the day, <laughs> carrier pigeons. Yeah, man. It's like so. It just feels like ages ago. I know that it's um, it really does. I mean, it probably wasn't all that long ago. It feels like you've clocked up a hell of a lot. You've been a busy, Bit busy a guy with all these episodes, but um, <laughs> nothing else what, to do. So I fill my time. What a different, yeah. It was it was all ahead of us, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so back in March, you had you had dropped, and and I guess the reason, one of the reasons that I wanted to get in is that kind of the idea of a feature doc uh, yeah. that plays out in cinema and TV and all the rest of it. It's something yes. that I think could. That I just want to get a little sense of how that works for you. Sure. And and late and listeners, go and check out episode three, and you can hear. Um, Ollie's kind of full story but this just about feature docs and the process of getting it out there because mate like you're the first person that I've worked with that has had cinema release like you know it's red carpet shit it's 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 not just you know someone else has done it. it's like nice no, he's a film god it's Ollie well yes it's um it's been it's it's been fantastic it's been uh, a remarkable journey and it's fantastic to talk to you about it because obviously we go back right to the uh the beginnings the the beginnings <laughs> um and to be honest I, I think a lot a lot of a lot of what you learn in the beginnings is still there um mm. the 
the red carpets and the I should say the this particular red carpet was quite small and uh, you know COVID not, you can't yeah. have a big carpet it's got to be two <laughs> meters apart yeah, exactly um, but the um, yeah the 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 business of getting a film out is different to the mm. business of getting a film made okay. so that's um, based on that yeah I mean it's um, you can't do it by yourself. I know I, I, I always say that whenever I'm talking to anyone who's has, you know, listeners who are uh, keen to learn and get out there and make things for themselves. But uh, we're very lucky in, in the UK. And apart from the particular sort of world events of this year, we are living in an age of amazing documentaries getting made and not just documentaries, drama, that there, there are huge amounts of money going into uh, a a big big old fight for uh, for eyeballs at the moment all these companies getting into you know streaming and all that sort of stuff so anyone out there that that has a story to tell big or small uh, now is the time because mm. we are sitting hoovering through content I'd say it's the one positive of uh, what's what's happened in in 2020 is um, everyone's engaging with entertainment on their screens yeah so uh, the the a slightly different conversation with the luck of getting it out in a cinema we had an opening uh last month when Amazing. cinemas came back and and good we timing kind of, on that respect you know it kind of felt like the opening and the closing of cinemas just almost worked perfectly for the for the for the dates that you'd set out do you know yeah what I mean? absolutely i mean being a being a, a independent documentary, I mean, we, I mean, we had we had investors, but being mm. being that having independently minded investors and the spirit of the thing being, uh, you know, properly sort of grassroots means that when big movies like 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 you know a big Bond movie uh, decides to move move back into April of next year, mm. that opens up hundreds of screens yeah and uh if you are small enough then actually you, you're more maneuverable than a lot of other movies hmm. and so if someone gives you a window you can you can take them up on that opportunity and that's exactly what we did so we were in 32 screens across the uk amazing which was uh looking back on it it's kind of just the right it's it's not a not a huge amount when you think that say a, a your average kind of blockbuster might be on 200 mm. but equally that's you know maybe an 11 o'clock showing on a, on a tuesday morning where they'll get five people whereas mm. if you sort of do what we did which was planned to be full so that you know including socially distancing mm. uh, everyone um, yeah, yeah. We, we had to be we had to sell every ticket so um, yeah that it sort of made us the per screening the um, third most profitable movie of that week Come which was um, pretty great love it so um yeah that was and it just you know it, it all that stuff helps for for to give the film a longevity and, and mm. make sure that people get to see it in the future because hopefully you know, it's, it's certainly this wasn't a a covid movie of, mm. of any any sort so uh, uh i'm hoping that maybe that won't even be the uh, 
the last outing it has right. in the cinemas. So uh, you know, well, we can all get back there. It's timeless, really. If you look at it as a as a piece on its own, it's a, it's it's about um, Ronnie Scott's the Jazz Club up in town, and London itself. We were talking offline. I was working up at um, an Oxford Street yesterday, shooting a commercial, and it was dead. And yeah. you know, and it's I guess. I don't know where I'm rambling to, but that kind of, it's very poignant that a, a club that's got that much history has now got something to, in itself, advertise itself. Yeah. Well, it might to die. The masses. That's, yeah. the, that's the reality of it. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I, this was always made as a love letter to, to Ronnie's uh, and, and venues and, and music. I, I've, you know, started off in videos with you yeah. um people should check out the sam kennedy episode as well i listen oh, to that what a ledge. Train. yeah it's just great um, uh you know i am a huge amount well um, i had i had so that was because obviously he's out in australia i had to figure out a time so it was like saturday morning it was like six o'clock saturday morning six seven o'clock saturday morning and my little one had just woken up and was not going back to sleep so i kind of had her on yeah. my on my lap and if you listen to that episode you'll just hear that i don't speak as much because i'm constantly on mute and I have to like, because she's like, blah, 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 blah. I have to like unmute myself to go, uh-huh, yep, yeah. uh-huh. But yeah, big love to Sam Kennedy. Yeah, and yeah. And then in Pro Tools afterwards. <laughs> Just, uh, mm-hmm, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the that, 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 that sort of journey of coming through videos and mm. getting a few commercials here and there and then arriving there, that was always, that was always the, you know, I wanted to, almost say thank you in a way to mm. the, what the music industry has given me yeah. uh, but I had no idea that it that we'd be where we are now which is that that place is fighting for its life mm. um, luckily it, it it has just been given over a million pounds by the government for uh, not just as because it's important as a venue yeah. but like culturally speaking yeah. it's on the, it's on the Jesus. same list as that Blenheim Palace and and yeah. it's like that's it's great to see that that, that is recognised. So amazing. Uh, we're not going to see the place shut down, at least, you know, in the in the next the is, year or so. It's those, always a knife edge, but yeah, those those kind of places are what a city is. What make for me is what makes a city. You know, the night the, the those places that as an individual, as a person, as as human beings, you can go and experience something. It's like, and this is no offense to him, but it's like, it's, there's enough coffee shops. There's enough coffee shops. There's enough of these shops. It's like, if yeah. we start to lose the the Ronnie Scotts of, of, of globally speaking, those kind yeah. of places, you're not left with anything. You're left with high rise buildings. Totally. I, I, I feel like the, the comparison that I had in my mind was when CBGB's shut down. I was lucky. You know, I lived in, in New York for a little bit while I was studying and mm. I actually managed to squeeze my way into the last night at CBGB's. Wow. Um, and all that history and all of that, you know, like the, the golden era of New York for me. Mm. And um, it's just not that place is, it's not the same. Manhattan mm. certainly isn't the same. And so the idea of, I think to lose Ronnie's would be like, it's almost like some sort of climate change, signifier of if the glacier is melting there's a bigger problem yeah and um, if london loses ronnie's soho is in serious trouble and london as a whole um 
can go the same way as places like Manhattan. Not that I want to upset any Manhattan listeners. It's a, a wonderful place, but a very a different place. place. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's a soul. You know, for me, arts and music, and this is why, you know, it's members of the government tell us that we need to retrain. They're like, well, you know, we don't all want to be politicians and accountants. We don't. Exactly. You know, some of us have got a call in. Some of us have a an affinity to music, an ability for music. And mm. and I think that's like, I think that's the beautiful thing about how you've done it. And 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 I guess going straight into it, it's like, how do you even become a features doc? Like, where where does mm. that journey take you in? Um. Well, I think a lot, a lot of it is, is uh, in the, in the pitch. And what I mean by that, I suppose it's the, uh, all the things that, that you've worked on or experienced hmm. in, in your life, I guess, kind of stand you in good stead when you have to sit in front of these people and, um, and start getting things made. But the, Ronnie's is my second film and it's a direct result from my first. So, mm. and that is often the way, you know, people, and now I'm very lucky that I have two things now so that, that sort of people can look at those and, and get a sense of, of what I'm about. But mm. uh, re- I think to get to that first one, yeah, it's, yeah, you have to be lucky, right place, right time. Yep. Um, yeah. It, uh, you know, there's always someone ahead of you in the queue to get mm. it. I think that's just, always that way um, life. Yeah, in, yeah. in life so you need a couple of people to bow out or or not be available hmm. and then you take the opportunity but it that it was a it was a move from like, trying to put it it was quite complicated and long-winded but to put it as succinctly as possible i think it was going from music videos into an era where was, uh, people started talking about content hmm. and people like red bull and vice and and those kinds of uh, musically minded individuals at those places commissioning content so documentaries it's sort of low risk kind of mm. stuff you're not spending the earth on it and so I could move from the to, you know three minute music video into the kind of 10 15 minute short documentary format with those guys and girls and then taking a leap because the conditions were right to to make my first feature that was that it's it's um it's right it's a lot of right place right time but then being ready at that point so yeah. i think um uh practicing or taking it's not practice that i take that back so every time you get the opportunity to be with a crew and a camera mm. it's uh you're learning the whole time you, you obviously you want to guarantee decent results every time you do it because that's just why you're there but at the same time you're trying to push yourself and and learn and make sure there was something about the process that you were unsure of that you can walk away with that sorted out a bit like an actor yeah, how they can nice. sort of they put horse riding on their cv after a you know a gig or you know yeah. when they get it's that kind of um i don't know you know graphics or post and all, all yeah. that all that stuff hmm. just making sure you push yourself so that when the time comes you're not a total rabbit in headlights hmm. when you have to be across everything especially with something like an indie documentary you have to be across everything there's a lot of people looking to you for direction and uh, 
you can be honest and say, I don't, I don't have a clue what's going on. Help me out. But you need an opinion. And you, I think that's the point of view and the opinion hmm. is, is what you need to have developed on the, uh, in the short form world. The ability no to kind of make that decision is, that. yeah. And, and I guess in the features world, in the feature documentary world, the ability to also be honest and, and find a journey. It's like, say, a kind of picture and it's like a commercial. The idea is spoken about for four, five, six months. Boards are made. We go on a recce. We go on the shoot. You go in the edit. But that world of feature documentaries, it does feel like the ability to be honest and say, actually, I don't know. And let's go down this road, similar to this kind of podcast. It's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm just about to say, but we could, we'll start something and then we'll either chuck a left or chuck a right. And is that, yeah. I guess, that ability to, to be the, the confidence that you built in the short form to make a decision actually it gives you the confidence to be honest about not making a decision and seeing what happens. I think so. But I'm always looking for that. If I could take one of the two, I'm always looking for that commercial. Mm. It's, that's an impossible way of working in, in long form just because it's yeah. it's more sprawling. Too many. And, and, and yeah. think, I mean, so much. It, best one in the world, the logistically, and all these things change even for a 60. Mm. You know, so when you have to make a hundred of those for a, a 100 minute, you know, uh, piece you have, it, it, it's just multiples of that process, but you, I like to sort of be as planned as possible. Mm. Just so on day one, you have the freedom because mm. if you get completely lost by feeling around for new ideas, you can just go back to the original plan and you've lost no time yeah in doing that so i think it's i think it, it it's it's planning to make sure that you do have that freedom you don't just say oh we're just going to be free and and, free and crack on yeah, yeah. Um, that that is not going to work and how much of that time pre first day of shoot because i guess there's there's elements that i would have thought that some of it bit would be on camera other bits would be off camera but that yeah. first day of I've got a crew. Yeah. You know, what's the what's the process like up to that? Are you giving yourself a good few months, half a year, something or other to just figure out where the narrative do you almost have to have the narrative almost kind of pieced together? Hundred percent. I I, okay. I um with the specific kind of it's very archive led mm. the things that I make, and especially with music docs where we're I'm very lucky to be able to to pick certain performances uh, and then and get certain contributors to come in and and, and be interviewed it i sort of shoot backwards as it well I, I, the production process is is yeah. backwards that the shoot is the last thing i do mm. and in the edit we have placeholders for certain shots so it's like it's it's the glue because it's, yeah, it's the the both films have been 20th century stories so mm. it to to make it feel like it's this sort of cyclical structure where we where we um, we finish where we started and have come full circle and you know hopefully learned something and gone on a ride and enjoyed it. Mm. We do that last because the archive is the archive. You know mm. it, it, we can't tweak that. But the most malleable kind of exciting area where I can have fun and and really 
kind of get the aesthetic together and and stamp a look across the, each film uh, and which hopefully you know if you put them side by side you can sort of see that it's the work of the same person hmm. that's all in the shoot and i just i just hate getting to set with a crew with all these talented individuals that are there to work with you to make something great i just just hate the idea of of uh missing that opportunity yeah so yeah nice it's just it's respectful it is yeah. i mean i think i mean i think that's almost um kind of a given that out of respect for everyone that's coming together that that's what you've got to do it's also mm. i just I, I i mean it would take me weeks to get over the idea that you you know what wait months and months and months to be in that position and squander it a ridiculous idea like if any like ridiculous yeah. no we'll just wing to... it it's like no actually the best run shoots are the ones where the director specifically totally. the director is the most prepped because that yeah. filters down if you have no idea what we're doing i can't organize anything totally. our department can't prep you know it's like, like building a house it's like the idea of just buying a plot of land getting all your builders to come at once <laughs> arranging them in a row put some and, plug sockets on that tree and then <laughs> yeah and, and just just and then they say what are we doing and you kind of just like melt it's yeah. um it's the worst like it's a physically horrible feeling yeah. if if you get even close to that when something happens that's beyond your control so the idea of you know you i've heard horror stories of um, things like that happening i just think why would you do that to yourself you get on on average I was I was told by a journalist I was talking to that in the UK, 98% of first time directors and producers don't do it again. It was like a, a big sort of British wow. film council thing that, that they they interviewed a load of people. And when they asked, well, why, why wouldn't you do it again? They just said, because it's not worth it. The money's shit that you give over every aspect of your life to this thing. Wow. And if it comes out, hardly anyone sees it unless you're incredibly lucky so it just felt like you know if you well and the other thing that you told me that i thought was interesting is even really um uh successful filmmakers on average only make six features that's the average amount ever in uh, there yeah wow so like you know i'm thinking so if uh you're halfway there then dude <laughs> well if, like, if the, you know in in, in the two percent of completely batshit crazy people that just just uh want to do it despite it being a ridiculous way to go about but i just, just love telling the stories it's this the absolute privilege of my life to have, yeah. to and have the opportunities as well you kind of you know when we were talking back in march and you were telling me the people and the films, that you, well, the, the the archive footage that you were able to watch that have never seen the light of day, never seen the yeah. light of day. Yeah, um, that's especially for a, if you're a music fan. If you don't like music, seeing Miles Davis and you know Jimi Hendrix and you know and all these yeah. people, you're just like yeah. But being able to watch them, like that, must be that's got to be an incredible feeling. Watching that's amazing. I mean, it's it's a the. the the sort of where that goes over into some sort of um, kind of really mad headspace is you you find some Sonny Rollins material, watch mm. it, and then give the guy a phone call. 
you know, an hour what? with Sonny Rollins on the phone. <laughs> and, um, it, uh, and he's and he was as philosophical and, and as and as oh, eloquent wow. as you would hope him to be. Um, yeah. that's, did he play you know, that, alto sax? Uh, he did, yeah. Yeah, he did. There's I've a, got a couple of his I, albums, the, and I can't um, remember what they're called. He 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 didn't commit all that much to record actually, because I mean he's like a real. Um, he always said that his best playing was he'd go out on Brooklyn Bridge at like at two in the morning and just play on the bridge, and uh, people just throw and like <laughs> shoes at him. Will you shut the fuck up? Exactly. You're like exactly. just Sonny Rollins, you crazy motherfuckers. I know. Well, the the uh, yeah, that's the. Wow, that's the real, the real privilege is professionally nosy, I call it. So nice. you get you get paid to uh, to to you know throw the cat amongst the pigeons mm. with these people and and create these stories and and uh, just hold on to the idea that if I find it fascinating and emotional and uh, and worthwhile, that an audience will too. So mm. I guess in the UK, we'll see on. Uh, We'll see on Sunday. Yeah, man, Sunday, nine o'clock, BBC Four. Now, what was that process like for Ronnie's then? Did you have an affiliation with it beforehand? Was it somewhere that you'd gone? Was it just somewhere that you kind of, obviously everyone knows about it, but had you been there? Did it mean something to you? Uh, well, working in the film industry, you walk past that place every time you go to an edit or grade or a mm. sound mix, you know. So, and I'd, I'd been, but I knew nothing about the guy behind the name that's that was the thing that mm. really interested me and and uh, the producer of the movie he'd wanted to to make something for a while and the club had said there was a bit of a revolving door of people coming in and saying that they wanted to make something mm. but for it's just really hard to get it up and running uh, for all sorts of reasons so uh, it, it just hadn't hadn't got together and uh just right place right time it's the 60th anniversary of the club so that meant that there was a catalyst of some sort it's often the way that uh, with with um, my first movie it was simply that um, the guy was going to retire bill mm. why i'm in the bass player in the stones so you you need those whoever you're making the movie about you need a catalyst any 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 individual or institution that has a real value that where their story is is really uh, exciting and there's there's a kind of they sort of want to hold on to it they're not going to mm. give it, give it away cheaply and mm. i don't just mean in a financial sense i mean they just they're not just gonna you don't just call them up and say hey do you want to make a movie and they go yep it's sort of like well of, oh. yes we yes we do <laughs> but we want to make you know the movie so yeah come get back one to chance. us yeah. yeah come come back to us when you want to make the movie which uh, with music documentaries, money does come into play because you're talking about catalogs of platinum records. You know mm. this, uh, so um, that takes that takes a little while, and that's the magic. That that, that wasn't uh, my role to to raise the money further than obviously you try and write the best treatment and be as clear as possible with your intentions. Mm. But no, other people um, was there a few up for it? Did, if you don't mind me asking, was it something that you had thought about or did someone come to you or how does that how does that initial seed grow they, they came to me and said uh, we saw alluded we saw to earlier, the, yeah the, like, um um which we premiered that in tribeca in in new york 
Amazing. And uh, it's any I'd say any anyone listening who is making shorts, especially if you if it might seem like a um, expensive undertaking to get yourself out to whatever festival your films are playing at, but mm. uh, I would highly recommend that you go and mm. that you go with the intention of of being very businesslike about it and in try and find out uh, see, see if you can get a list of delegates and things and just fire out hundreds of emails if you can just to let people know that your film is playing and that you're mm. going to be there because nice. um, people do have people are busy but they have they do have windows at festivals you know mm. you, there's only so many movies you can watch and and they always have a coffee in between movies so you can get to some really fantastic people in between all these movies that they're watching and the things that like especially in america i mean uh, i really uh, i had a lot of uh, breakfast meetings lovely um, scrambled egg and poached salmon thanks bring it on yeah i mean but they all you know it's like i'm talking about like eight o'clock i don't really like to be unless i'm shooting i don't like to be out of bed until you know 9 30 so yeah, you, you um, need it, to get yourself some kids you know eight o'clock's a lion oh god <laughs> well um yeah i mean as I said, yeah. So, so yeah. If you have a short in a festival, um, and you can, and you can get yourself Hit out there, breakfast, yeah, like it, do it, um, yeah. And then that will run all the way to drinks at midnight with someone else. You know, it's uh, dude. It's well, a, that's where the promos come in handy. It's like if you're doing eight till midnight, it's just another day of work. Like you've got the stamina. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the um, uh, it's all, it's all, just. Uh, treading that line mm. you're one step away from being this annoying gnat that won't disappear but uh, oh, yeah. yeah the the um that that's how it worked and then um uh, it was yeah the timing that the club wanted to do something the producer wanted to uh wanted me to do it and we are living in a in a kind of era where there's money in docks whereas yeah. that i don't think we could have made this five years ago well, I, I wouldn't have been making it anyway, but um, yeah, it's not the kind of not not the kinds of movies that are getting made now. Um, that, that's they weren't even on the radar mm. a few years ago. And is this the streaming con like the 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 need for content? Because I was going to say it kind of feels like a a quick you know it's like you had x amount of days at the Everman yeah. UK wide. And and that finished. So what's the day today? Today's Tuesday the tenth. That finished last Wednesday. That's right. And then you're on TV yeah. Sunday the fifteenth. And it. that feels like a really short turnaround between the end of a cinema release to the start of oh, a super short. Yeah. Super short. In in non COVID world, it's minimum of sixteen weeks. Because what between the, the the last the last cinema release day to the to the TV? Yeah, sixteen wow. weeks is is kind of what's considered a a I guess over time that's become the model, the sort mm. of fair model where it's enough distance so that you don't harm the cinema because because um, slightly cheekily I suppose we didn't really talk about the BBC thing happening until we were well underway with the cinema mm. because. You don't. You, you need like this. Every man just you know totally backed the film, so we needed to make sure that we get as many people to know about 
the cinema release and to get people to go and see it that way. I mean, it's yeah. it's by far the best way to see the movie anyway, with the, and hear the movie more accurately yeah, with, yeah. with the sound. But uh, yeah, usually it's sixteen weeks. To so that that's the kind of um, industry standard separation between your cinema release and your TV release kind of gives enough air between the two to ramp up, like die down, ramp up again. Oh, I was going to say, because it feels like the dying down period could kill a project. It feels like, I don't know. Well, sometimes I guess it's, it's the residue of that. Do you remember like when, I don't know, something like channel four would proudly present the network premiere of oh, a yes. movie. That's yeah, yeah. sort of like those days are completely, well, I mean, they still do it, but I don't really think anyone goes nuts about the network premiere of anything anymore because it's it's been available on iTunes or what, you know wherever yeah. for for yeah, months. Yeah. But um, yeah, 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 the uh, it's an interesting. It's it's a, such a super fast change, and uh, I mean, I, I mean, you know, Netflix will do a day and date thing. I saw Rebecca, the you know the Ben Wheatley movie. Um, mm. It's a it's a choice now. It's it's cinema or Netflix. On the, often on the very same day so it's we're in flux i'd say and is that something that's because you know you you mentioned it earlier it's like the james bond kind of pushing it and then there was this whole that week it felt like cinemas were kind of going down yeah not going down sorry as in shutting and and yeah. potentially not being able to, to reopen where does that leave where does that leave the kind of feature docs world? Because obviously big, big Hollywood blockbuster movies, if at the moment, it feels like they want to be hitting up the 200 seat capacity IMAX, whatever, just so that they can kind of go, you know, box office weekend, 300 million for the, for, you know, it's yeah. numbers, it's stats, it's, it's trying to, you know, make up, recoup the money. Yeah. But the feature doc world, it kind of feels like that kind of slow burn throughout the years is a nice little vibe. You know, it's like, you can constantly just kind of go, look, you know, it's not a it's time specific. It's like Ronnie's. I could watch it at Christmas. I could watch it yeah. again in the summer. I could watch, you know, it's, it does that, is that going to affect anything? Yeah, it, it is a very, very different approach. You are making these things w- with a 10 year plan, mm. you know, okay. you, ha- you have to yeah, have yeah. invest in and, and the investment strategies, uh, I mean, I'm I'm the worst person to talk about trying to unpick these fun. I mean, because I, well, you know. Anyway, the, <laughs> yeah, um, we'll leave it there. Yeah, I can just get my head around QuickBooks, so I'll leave everything else. <laughs> exactly. Um, the the yeah, you're hoping that this is. I'm hoping this is the definitive movie on Ronnie's on Ronnie Scott's. Yeah. You know the. In ten years, as I say, it's a ten-year plan, and and um, in ten years' time, most of the people, I mean, Sonny Rollins won't be around, Quincy Jones won't be around, Michael Parkinson, and you know all those guys. So to get them, um, yeah, throw, just just throw just just for the shits and giggles, just just drop some names from the runners. <laughs> just just yeah. hit me up. Who is your favorite? Like who is one the favorite to talk to, or not the favorite? Who who are your kind of favorites to talk to? And then who was the what were the 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 archive footage you're like this is fucking unreal it's me yeah in a room watching this what are they what are your highlights the mars the mars davis performances was pretty mad because that involved finding you go to the bbc's archives are so uh so vast and so old Hmm. that it's all a, a lot of it is scans of sort of handwritten notes and and information sheets of information 
and you you kind of you kind of call it up you, you sort of yeah as in you 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 say i've i've read that there's a, and it's and it's it's weird you kind of get to know these handwriting of long, individuals exactly know? these long gone wow. bbc archivists and you kind of you, you kind of get to know when they're rushing you mm. can tell if they've done it at, at, at like it's like <laughs> five you're scribbling that mars is scribbling there <laughs> exactly and you're just just <laughs> wanging through the notes on all these all this stuff but uh you we, we, we saw, so we saw these little breadcrumbs that there may well be the original 16 mil film of miles davis at ronnie's in 71 wow and we'd seen uh we'd seen a, a little at the, on the internet there's like that's a little clip mm. of what we thought that might be like little like little thumbnail stills and bits and pieces mm. and um yeah then we so we called up the film took it to silver salt restoration and it you know goes on the um uh the, the into the machine and mm. the, the film it's like a sort of willy wonka's factory of uh, for anyone that's <laughs> interested get a drop in, at the end of it yeah <laughs> oh my god and it kind of and then it comes through the um the little lens and you see it on the screen oh, and it's wow. all there and it looks and sounds amazing um like i'd say for every one of those there's 10 complete you know epic just fails. shot badly the lines yeah. wrong the exposure's wrong the yeah. you know or, or I mean, or sadly, it's just been. I mean, don't get me started on things like uh, you. You load up something, and it's um, it's a, a football match that's taped over it because, because especially with video in there, because it was so oh, expensive. No. So they had to do it. It was incredibly expensive to to just sort of um, you know archive all this video. Yeah. But it, but it means that you get like, I don't know like an Ella Fitzgerald show, and it's all oh. looking and sounding great, and then suddenly. Goal. God, it's like hello uh, and welcome to Bradford versus Birmingham, and you're like, oh I know. come That's on. That's the thing. So fair enough. If it was, you know, an FA Cup final, yeah, like, yeah. These, th th There's cultural value in all sorts of places, uh, but yeah, obviously, um, no, you know, big, big love Bradford and Birmingham. I'm not digging you out, but exactly. <laughs> you know, Ella Fitzgerald God. being videotaped over. You know, like you take it into the microcosm of the home life. You're like, oh, where's my VHS of that film? I really wanted to watch, and all of a sudden, it's got some random madness. Totally. There's someone's oh same thing God, dude, i mean that's yeah soul destroying yeah but but um as I but say, yeah there the, you see you the, saw it, you're happy with it it came out how you wanted it or it came out to the to the level that you're like i'm oh, it's beautiful. super proud it's yeah it looks gorgeous. It's beautiful I, you're you're always in a good place i think if you're going back to the source so if you're going back to the the 16 mil or mm. if uh, you know no different to um are you always going to struggle if the only thing left is a dvd you know a homemade dvd that the drummer's made or something like that but um but then also if that's if that's all there is that you embrace that and yeah. and you use that so um uh that's the that's the joy of it from a from a technical kind of place seeing all this i mean i, I could hang out in those places all day um and then at the same time jumping on the train and going to see michael parkinson and hanging out with him yeah. for the day is uh uh the reason that Quite it's doing. that it's all worth it yeah he Amazing. was incredibly he I, we recorded this what i thought was a really wonderful interview and i always just it's just audio only i always just do it audio only so it's just kind of me and a and a 
bag of stuff in a room so it's yeah yep. so there's no we don't not imposing i'll go to them and you know i've mm-hmm. got all day and there's none of this kind of um you know seven people with with especially the, the slightly older guys and girls because they they yeah. kind of imagine like a you know 70s film crew coming in and you know Taking smashing over. exactly <laughs> so um uh that all went great got back on the train i was so pleased with it i thought i'll I'll take the memory card out, whack it in the laptop and just listen to it back and just, you know, look out the window, listening back to this wonderful interview, stick the memory card in, corrupted. Oh, no. Didn't work. Um, It's the only time. I mean, I've I've done, I've probably done over a hundred sort of interviews now for different things. Mm. And the, I mean, he was so cool about it because I thought I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to make out that, you know, someone, no. someone, somewhere's, you know, lost done it, something done terrible, something. and, no, and no, yeah, know, yeah, we know we'll never see him again. He's in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. Um, I just said, hey, this is what's happened, and his PA sort of, kind of after after a couple of days replied and said, well, just come back down and um, nice. We did it all over again, and it was even actually to be fair, it was even better, even better. because uh, yeah, yeah. we got to know each other a bit. So. Mm. Um, yeah, of all the people to go and interview the interviewer and then have to go back to him and say, oh, redo it. Sorry. I wiped it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, amazing. Exactly. But um, yeah, I just hope that, that I mean, the confidence is building with uh, how it's going to do in the US as well. It's sort of as a bit of a British export and is that hitting cinemas as well, or have they got a lockdown thing happening, or how's it? How are you? How are you going out into the US? Well, so uh, they've had this little election thing going on. Oh, um, I didn't notice. Yeah, I hadn't, the, the, no. the um, so um, that's been a bit of a distraction. It's but it's the um, the press guy was saying it, it's a bit like uh, he's got a ball of string in a room full of cats, and he's nice. just kind of like, I mean, like there's a because we're we're part of Doc NYC. Which okay. is the, um, uh, the US's biggest documentary festival. Mm-hmm. It's virtual this year, which is kind of um, a shame. It has to be. You know. Yeah, it's a shame that we can't get out there for, like, for the reasons that I mentioned a few mm. minutes ago. But on the plus side, it's uh, geo-blocked to the whole of the US. Wow. So, you know. Millions of people. A 12-year-old, you know, Susie the saxophone player yeah. from, from wherever. Lisa Simpson and exactly. Bleeding Guns Murphy. You know, everyone can watch it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, Amazing. we'll see. And then it'll it'll in the UK, it's uh, it's in good hands at the BBC because it'll, yeah. it'll sit on the iPlayer for as yeah. for as long as people watch it. Yeah. Well, look, ladies and gents, I'm I'm not going to take up any more of this man's time because he's he's in press junket world. He's like you know he's talking globally to people, and he's here on the film gods. Hello, you know. Oh, this is the top priority. Episode podcast. three, you know it, brother. Um, and I just I really, ladies and gents. It's just a beautiful piece and it's just got some amazing history and some fantastic, just some fantastic, fantastic screen. Like it's just, I'm watching it again. I'm watching it Sunday. I'm going to have my popcorn. I'm going to make sure that the kids are in bed. I'm going to have a nice glass of wine and you know, it. I'm just going to watch some, one because it's you and two, because it's just a, a beautiful piece, man. So just like film gods round of applause. But just creating something that's beautiful that that will last, you know, 10 years plus, 10 years plus. Because as you said, 
the 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 amount of love that you put into the project the amount of honor that you're giving the you know the, the establishment it's mm. not like oh look i've turned up i've got some iphone footage from the outside and let's just throw something out to get it done it's like no no this this is you know this isn't just a cheap set of flats that are going up i'm building something that will last forever and yeah. i just um it's just amazing mate so well done well done well, thanks very much and uh i would look forward to being on set with you at you know hopefully yeah, in boy. The, the near future don't know what that would be yeah 2021 yeah, hey you know maybe i'll start going into there like find myself a little second ad feature doc role and i'm like hey you know schmoozy i can schmooze michael parkinson there we go i'll warm him up <laughs> it's not a problem yeah. You can hand, handle the memory cards for me. Do a better, better job than me. Too much pressure. Too much pressure, brother. I just talk to people. <laughs> well, look, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank um, you. Um, it's going to be one of those. I'm recording it today. It's coming out tomorrow. So, ladies and gents, you are listening to the freshest, newest episode on the Film Gods. But we're doing it because um, we're sending love out to the rest of the Film God family. Episode number three. He's now episode number 93. So please go and set it on your timer, record it, watch it live. Sunday, BBC Four, nine o'clock. Ronnie's, you will not be disappointed. Ladies and gents, you will not be disappointed. So, mate, big love. Nice Have fun. a lovely rest of the Thank day, you. brother. Take care, love to the fam. So that was a chat with the king or queen in the game. I give it a shout at the end so you all know the name. It's the Film Gods Podcast. The what? The Film God Podcast.